0: Well, thank you guys for leading in worship this morning. <clears throat> I'm so thankful to be here. This is Palm Sunday. Uh, we've been walking through 1 Peter this morning. We're stepping out for a week, uh, well, probably for a couple of weeks from 1 Peter. And uh, today we're in Luke 19. So if you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter number 19. And uh, today we're talking about the mission. Today is uh, titled... The mission, and uh, as we begin this morning, just just thinking about lost, what comes to mind when you hear the word lost? Uh, lost. You ever been lost before? Uh, Ever been a time in your life when you've been lost? Uh, You know, now we have these GPSs and you got somebody that tells you exactly where to go all the time. Uh, But there was a day when we didn't have all that. And I I can remember uh, when I moved away from home for the first time, coming out of Mariana and uh, going up to Virginia. And uh, in fact, this morning I was talking to some folks visiting with us from the area. And and, and I was on my way up there and I had a little paper map that I had, uh, uh, you know, mapped out my trip before I left home. And I put all my turns and the towns that I was supposed to turn and the roads. I was supposed to go to, and somewhere along the way, I got lost, and, uh, and I remember just the, the overwhelming, if you've ever been lost before, the overwhelming sense of where in the world am I, the loneliness, uh, the desperate situation. In fact, I even, I even got to a point where finally I pulled over to the side of the road, and I was like, if I could just find my way back to where I need to be, I'm going home, because I was lost, and uh, you ever, you ever been, you ever lost, have you ever lost something important to you? You ever lost something important to you? The sense of urgency to find it because, man, it's lost. Where is it? You ever lost a child before? I mean, seriously, some of you are like, yeah, but that was a good thing. Uh, you, you know, when, when you lose a child, there's something that, that, that just strikes you to the core because, man, I just lost something very special to me, very important to me, To be lost. And in in, in Scripture, uh, Scripture basically gives two types of people this morning. There are saved people and there are lost people. In fact, I would say that the word lost is the darkest word in all of the Bible. I mean, there are people that are perishing, they're lost. You know what lost means? Lost means that they will be eternally separated from the presence of Jesus Christ. Lostness. We can't even grasp the depth and the darkness of what it means to be totally and completely without Jesus Christ, to be lost. And this morning, I pray that we would understand the responsibilities that are ours and trusted to us, the privilege to be able to share with lost people. You know, the Bible even says in Mark chapter number eight in verse number 36, it says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but yet loses his soul? I mean, you can have everything under the sun, but if you're lost, you've got nothing. And this morning, I just want to ask you the question before we even go any further. Are you saved today? Have you been born again? Are you a part of the family of God? I'm talking relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about religious activity. It's not just about being active and going to church. It's about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You ever had a time in your life where you recognize, man, I'm a sinner. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and my sins separated me from God. But I know, I know that God loves me so much that he sent Jesus into this world and that he laid down his life on the cross. And and what he did is he paid the price for my sin, that which separated me from God. He paid the price for me and he conquered death in the grave. He was buried, but he's alive today. You ever called on his name? A living, loving relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And if you haven't, I'm just inviting you, encouraging you to call on his name today. This morning, we're in Luke chapter number 19, and we're gonna look from verse number one through verse number 10. Very familiar story. Uh, Maybe you've heard the little tunes, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Uh, But let's read the story and go on from there. The Bible says in verse number one of Luke 19, He entered Jericho, he talking about Jesus Christ. And here Jesus Christ was, he's on his way to Jerusalem. At what point does this story happen in life in the ministry of Jesus Christ? He's only one village away from Palm Sunday. He's only one village away from entering into Jerusalem to lay down his life on the cross. He's over in Jericho. So he's on his way to the final week of his life on earth. The Bible says he passed Jericho and and was he entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. I can feel his pain. Verse number four. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. Now when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down. For today, I must stay at your house. And he hurried and he came down and he received him gladly. And when they saw it, they all began to grumble saying, he's gone to be the guest of a man who's a sinner. And Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. If I've defrauded anyone of anything, I'll give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. Verse 10 For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Here again, what's happening is Jesus Christ is making his final track back into Jerusalem to lay down his life on the cross. His reputation has preceded him. So there's an incredible buzz that's happening, right? So Jesus Jesus is on his way. He comes to this little crossroads of Jericho where, 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 in fact, many, many travelers would come through Jericho. That's why it was a place, in fact, where there was a lot of money that changed hands. There was a lot of tariffs that were paid. The tax collector... Had a good business going on in this community. And so, and so the reputation of Jesus Christ has preceded him. And so they're all wondering in the town. There's this buzz about who Jesus is. There's this buzz about, man, here comes the one. Here comes the one who's walked on water. Here comes the one that talked to the storms. Here comes the one that raised the man from the dead. Here comes the one that fed thousands of people with just a few fish and loaves of bread. Here he comes. I want to see him. I just want a glimpse of Jesus. There was a buzz that was happening. It was Palm Sunday. And I think about where we are today. I think about this day. I think about the Easter season. Do you know that there's a buzz that happens at Easter season that doesn't happen the rest of the year? I mean, there's a buzz. What about this Jesus? What about this Easter thing? What about it? And although many people have abandoned Jesus for the bunny, at the end of the day, There's a buzz that's happening. And I believe this to be true. I believe that today there's a lot of Zacchaeuses that want a glimpse of who Jesus is, want a glimpse about the truth of Jesus Christ. And so here he is, the masses came to see Jesus, but Jesus came to save. And so when we look at this story unfold, I'm gonna look at it kind of through, three, through four scenes this morning. Uh, the first four verses have everything to do with the condition of the sinner. Notice the condition of the sinner. He entered, and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus, and it goes on from there. But the condition of the sinner, when you're talking about a sinner, understand this, that when you're talking about the heart of individuals, every heart is longing for love. Understand this, that when you're talking about people and when you have relations with people and you see people, every heart is longing for love, relationship. That's how God created us. And Zacchaeus was a dude that was longing for Love. When you look at his life, on the outside, he had everything. He was a rich tax collector, the Bible says, a rich tax collector. Uh, and so when you're talking about a rich tax collector, you would look at him from the outside, and he was a guy that had the nicest of clothes. He drove the nicest of cars, not really, but he, he, uh, he had the nicest of everything. He had the nicest of houses. He ate at the fine dining restaurants. I mean, that's who he was. On the outside, he had everything he needed. But on the inside, he had a heart that was hurting, longing for love. And today, there's a lot of people that on the outside, they've got everything they need. And in fact, when you're talking about a tax collector, a tax collector would have been somebody that was despicable to people. Because for for, for several reasons. Number one, they would have looked at at Zacchaeus, The, the Jews would have looked at Zacchaeus and said, He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's serving Rome. Not only is he a traitor, he's a thief because he's taking our taxes and the charging commission. And that's who he was. He was a guy that they didn't want to see coming. So he had a heart. He was despicable, but yet he had a heart that was longing for love. But, but, But do you know this? When you're talking about the human heart, the human heart tries to protect itself. And a lot of times what happens to us is we project an image of I just don't give a rip. You know what I'm talking about? You ever, you ever tried to protect your heart? You ever had your heart hurting? Uh, But, but, but instead of just exposing my heart because I don't want to be that vulnerable, I'm going to act like I really don't give a rip about this. And, And, and what's that? You know what that is? That's just trying to protect yourself. You say, why, why are you going here? Because there's a lot of people that we come into contact with. If you're not careful, hurting people hurt people. You ever heard that said before? Hurting people hurt people. My heart's hurting. I'm longing for love. I'm rejected. And if you're not careful, hurting people hurt people. And so we say, oh, they don't care. They don't want anybody in their life. They just don't care. When the fact of the matter is, everybody you come into contact with has a heart that's longing for love. God, help us to show love. Help us to get beyond the image that may be projected and understand that there are people that need loving today. God help us. Here's a man that all of a sudden his actions, he, he, he comes running. He's trying to see who Jesus was, the Bible says, and was unable because of the crowd for he was small in stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed into a sycamore tree in order to see him for he was about to pass through this way. And you're talking about he couldn't see because of the crowd. He couldn't see because of the crowd. And when you're talking about the crowd, you know what the crowd was basically saying to him? He was saying, I really could care less whether you hear or not, Zacchaeus, the crowds. And God help us understand. Do you know, I just want to, I don't know, I'm going to take a minute. So, so, so do you know that every single week, I don't know who comes and, who, and why they come, but all I know is I believe that everybody comes because God brings them to this place. And I'm excited about what God's gonna do. But there's a lot of people that come looking for love, longing for love. And if we're not careful, the crowds, the crowds can say, I really don't care about you. When, they don't, when they're not greeted and we're not even recognized, and nobody even sees whether you're here or not. It's saying, I don't care whether you hear Zacchaeus. I want to encourage you next Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday, and, and, uh, and, 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 and we're going to be inviting people, and, and I pray you're inviting people every single week. Uh, but next Sunday, I'm looking forward to Easter Sunday, but, I, but I'm expecting, I'm anticipating having a, a, a lot of people. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're one of our home folks, if you're one of our home folks, make sure that you let them sit first next Sunday. We have overflow crowd. If you're going to have to use overflow crowd, we'll have overflow crowd in the other building. But if you're one of our members, I want to encourage you, make sure we make room for Zacchaeus when he shows up next week. I don't want the crowds to say we don't care. I want to give them a clear picture of Jesus. In fact, I want to be Jesus with skin on for people. There's Zacchaeuses are going to show up and God help us to make room for Zacchaeus hey, take my seat, Zacchaeus. Man, what would have happened if in this story someone had said, hey, climb on my shoulders, Zacchaeus. I want you to see Jesus. Hey, come have my spot. It didn't happen. The Bible says he was short in stature. And you know, when you're talking about that, that's a physical issue. And there's nothing you can do about that. That's just how he was born. But the fact of the matter is, it's a picture of a spiritual problem as well. You know, the Bible says, Romans three twenty three all have sinned and fallen short, short of the glory of God. It's a picture of a spiritual problem that everybody has, that they're born with, that you can't do anything about. You have a nature that's fallen, that you were born with, and needs fixing desperately. And the healer of your heart is Jesus Christ, and that's exactly what he needs so you have Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus has heard word of this Jesus Christ I just wonder in the story I just wonder in the story if Zacchaeus being one that was so rejected and so despised by the crowds I wonder I wonder if he was someone that is so longing for love that he thought thought to himself man here's Jesus here comes Jesus Christ he forgave adulterers I wonder if he'll forgive me that's the heartbeat behind the sinner The condition of the sinner. And Jesus came, the Bible says in verses number five through seven, and I want you to notice the invitation of the Savior, the invitation of the Savior. He initiated. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. And when they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And when you're talking about, again, the invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ, it was a personal invitation. It was a personal invitation. He called him out by name. There's crowds of people. There's crowds of people such that it's standing room only. He had to climb up in a tree. But Jesus Christ, in the midst of all the crowds, you know what he did? He gave a personal invite, and that's exactly what he does it's amazing how God works. It's amazing how he works. It's 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 a personal uh, uh, calling of a name. In fact, the Bible describes it in Revelation chapter three and in verse number twenty. Revelation chapter three and verse number twenty. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him, and he with me. It's a personal thing. It's in, it, it's interesting how it works, uh, and, and, and that you can be in a congregation, you can be in a crowd, and all of a sudden the wind of the Holy Spirit begins to blow and you feel like you're the only one in the room. You remember when you got saved? It was a personal. I mean, mean, the thought is, I wonder if everybody's hearing this as loud as I'm hearing it. And it's a good chance that no, they're not. But that Jesus Christ, even maybe today, is saying, hey, hey, hey. I want to be with you. I want a relationship with you. It's personal. And this morning, I don't know who's here, but maybe you're here this morning. And the Holy Spirit of God is speaking into your life. It's a personal invitation. But not only is it personal, it's relational. And we need to recognize how Jesus Christ himself went about about seeking to save the lost. It was relational. Jesus Christ came to him and he said, Hey, I need to spend time with you, Zacchaeus. I want to, I need to spend time with you. I wonder, I wonder, is there anybody that God's put in your life that you would say, I need to spend time with that person? Is there anybody in your life, co-worker, neighbor, family member, that even this afternoon, maybe you need to go home and say, hey, give them a call, And make a date. Say, I need need to spend time with you. You know what happens to the church? The church has lost all urgency when it comes to the lost. I'm included. We've lost urgency. Jesus said, "I, I need to spend some time with you. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, when you're talking about Jesus initiating, Jesus knocking, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works that he's prepared for us in advance. Just simply saying, hey, Zacchaeus, I want to spend time with you. And you know what Zacchaeus did? He received the invitation. <laughs> he hurried down the tree and received the invitation of Jesus Christ. And that's what it takes to be saved, man. It's, it's, it's recognizing that there's an invitation. We're saved by grace. It's not about your works. It's not because when you're talking about salvation, salvation is not a reward for righteousness, It's not what salvation is. Salvation is a gift for guilty people. It's what it is. And Zacchaeus was guilty. And Jesus didn't come up and say, Hey, you sorry tax collecting thief up there. It's not how he did it. Jesus said, Hey, Zacchaeus, I want to spend some time with you. It was relational. God help us get relational and intentional with relationships just like Jesus Christ. God help us. The conversion of the sinner. Great part of the story, the conversion of the sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and he said to the Lord in verse number 8, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. You know what happened here? You have somebody that was changed by the power of God. That's what happened. And that's what happens when a person gets saved. You get changed. He changes your nature. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17, if any man is in Christ, if anybody's in Christ, if you've been saved, you're a new creation, It means you got a new nature. You got a new nature. And so he changes you from the inside out. That's what he does. And that's exactly what was happening with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was changed from the inside. You know the man say when he started giving, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) He was changed. In fact, fact, when you're talking about the change that took place in his life, you know what happened to him? He, he He went from a man that was all about the getting to all about the giving. That's what he was. In fact, the Bible says over in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter number 20, and in verse number 35, Acts chapter 20, and verse number 35, the Bible says it <clears throat> like this, and everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak uh, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. And he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's exactly what happened in the life of Zacchaeus. He was Converted, He was changed. In fact, Jesus Christ himself describes it in his word. It says, and Jesus said to him today, salvation has come to the house because he too is a son of Abraham. He wasn't changed because he gave. He, He wasn't saved because he gave, but because he was saved, then he gave. That's what happens is he changes us from the inside out. We're saved, again, we're saved by grace through faith, through faith. But yet James also says faith without works. Is, is, is James speaking contrary to uh, being saved by grace? Absolutely not. In fact, if you read the book of Acts, you'll find that James was the one that was arguing at the Jerusalem council back in the book of Acts talking about being saved by grace alone through faith. And, and, and that's what they decided. But yet in his writing, he's saying, hey, faith without works is dead. What's he saying is this. When a person truly does get saved, place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they get changed. And it manifests itself through work. So I'm not working for my salvation, but I'm working from my salvation because he changed me. He changed me. But I want you to notice as the story goes on, verse number 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. There was a mission of the Savior. I mean, that was his, that was his mission, the whole purpose for his coming. He, he didn't come because we needed a teacher. He, he didn't come just because we needed an example. He came to seek and to save the lost, and ultimately, he paid the price. But his mission has become our mission. I mean, that, that, that's what he's entrusted to us. Jesus has gone back to the right hand of the Father. And he's saying, hey, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses. In fact, when Jesus Christ was calling the first disciples, do you remember when he was calling the first apostles and Jesus Christ was talking and, uh, and, and, and he came to Peter and Andrew, the two brothers that were fishing? And in Matthew chapter number four and in verse number 19, Matthew chapter four and verse number 19 Jesus Christ, he looked at him and he said, hey, follow me, follow me. That's the call, that's the invitation that Jesus Christ has given to us. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus himself came to seek and to save the lost. Let me ask a question of you this morning. What's the mission in your life? What's your primary mission today? Do you have a mission? Is it to come and seek and save the lost? Is it that I want to fish for men? Is it part? Because I would say this this morning I would say this if I'm not fishing, I'm not following. Matthew 4, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. I want to be a fisherman. So I've got these fish up here, and I'm just glad they're still alive this morning. And I can't see, but I'm going to try to catch me one of these boogers. There he is. There we go. I wanted to, this morning, introduce you to one of my fish friends up here. Come here. So this little fish right here, his name's Zacchaeus. And you know what Zacchaeus is doing right now? He's dying. You know something else about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, he can't help himself. He can't help himself. I wonder if he sees the crowd. I wonder if he sees the crowd wonder if we could hear him speak what would he say can you see me anybody see me do you care somebody help somebody help that's zacchaeus i care i care Who's the Zacchaeuses in your life? Do you realize that a lost person, a lost person, cannot help themselves? They need you. They need me. And Jesus Christ said, "If you're going to follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men." My question to you is: Are you fishing? If we're not fishing, we're not following. To be a follower of Jesus Christ, it starts out with salvation. And so I wanna ask a question this morning. Has there ever been a time in your life when you've been saved? When you've called on the name of Jesus, if not, I'm inviting you today.